And you guys, we're live. Check it out. It's your boy Derek Layman over here with some layman's terms. I don't know why y'all listening to this. It's like, what? John David Fallon, thanks for joining. Uh, Selena, thank you for, I know you're out there somewhere. Paul, you said you were a subscriber? Anyhow, uh, we gotta get this shit off. So, Monday, October 21st, 2019. Sounded like I was drunk on the last episode, and the reason for that being is uh, I was running my processing stuff while I was recording, which is why I ended up having like a, a little bit of a delay issue, which made me sound like I was drunk like the whole episode. Anyhow, I posted that episode to the uh, Facebook group, so now I'm like out about this show. Whatever. So Monday, yeah, I fucking... I got off work, felt sad, so I watched Joker again, but I watched it with my dog this time, and I think it made me like it more the second time around, watching it with my dog. Tuesday, I only worked uh, in the morning Tuesday, so I got off at 10, dropped off Foxy, and drove to McKinney with the intent to take my brother to the show. So, my brother is a uh, job corps, I guess he's been there for about a month now, and uh... He's there with his lady Bree, and I was really hoping I could take him to the He Is Legend show and have him make, you know, take some pictures of me with the band and guys and stuff. But they are so seriously strict at that the job course shit. That's no joke. Fuck. What happened when I got to the show? I fucking eventually got down to fucking the show. I saw a band called Tempting Fate. They were cool. I had fun during their set. Oh, but dude, this is what's fucked up, man. So, I was wearing shorts, and they kept on falling off my fucking ass. So, I head to the truck to do, like, a wardrobe change. Side check. Before I went in, John David and Fallon called me to talk about this show. That was pretty cool. So, yeah, once again, thanks for tuning in. But anyhow, so I go to the truck for, like, a wardrobe change. And, uh... In the process of doing so, while I'm putting on jeans so I can you know, tie them tighter, make sure they don't fall off while I'm dancing, um, I hear white back go off. So in a panic, I run to the stage. Fucking go off for the whole show. Show's over. I know something's different. I'm like, where the hell are my keys? So I start talking to everybody around me. I start talking to all the employees of the work in the venue. I'm like, hey, I think I lost my keys. Like there's a big dong whistle on it, big black dog whistle. Can't miss it. Everyone's like, I hope it didn't fall into the pond. I'm like, you're telling me, man. <laughs> I'm like six hours from home. I want to light this cigarette up, guys. I'm sorry. Um, I'll do it eventually. Oh, but uh, I didn't lose my keys. Fortunately for my dumbass, I locked them in my truck. God damn it. So. Here's a learning experience. You, uh, if you Google Papa Lock Dallas, the first thing that comes up is not Papa Lock Dallas. It's something else. But I was just in a panic, and I assumed our search engine optimization was up to par, and I should be getting the first thing. But no, I got some other shit that wouldn't want a price quote in ETA, but I still played along. Dude, shit. They finally call me back about 90 minutes later. After I'm already on the road, they're interrupting like the podcast or whatever I'm listening to. While I'm driving, 
to try to tell me a price to come unlock my truck. I was like, fuck you guys, man. Pop a lock all the way. I love that company. People that work there are some of the best people I know. Um, Hector had quite a bit of a story. I left Dallas to uh, my sister staying in Valley Mills, or she was that night at least. Her and her uh, baby's daddy issues, whatnot. But uh, we hung out there. Then she had to go to class. She went to class, so I went to get my oil changed because that shit was needing it. And then I tried to sleep in the parking lot of a Ross Dress for Less in Temple, Texas, where my sister goes to school. And couldn't sleep, so once it opened up, I went inside to do a little bit of shopping. Found a cool skull that's encased in like this red velvet decorative skull. I grabbed that. I was like, oh shit, this is just for me. And I also got some pants that are a bit more fitting. Still loose on me. Size 32. But um, they're more fitting. And I, I, was, I was really shopping in the women's section. Really wanted to see if I could find something cool for Halloween, you know what I mean? But I found some groovy-ass tie-dye shit. I really loved it, so I had to get it. It was on clearance. What else? So, after that was over, I did catch up with my sister, and she had some automotive issue. I took her to the same place I got my oil changed, see if we could get that address there. My sister is not as, uh, polite, or, uh, I don't know, kind. She's kind of abrasive in her own way, um, to the, to the guy that was trying to give her a quote, just trying to give her an idea of what's going on with her potential exhaust issue as it may eventually begin to backfire. But, um, after that, we went to the trailer park where she's currently living in my dad's RV that he gave her. Her and my nephew, little Eli, who's four. Um, he was at school. I saw him earlier that morning before school. But, since he's at school, he and Chelsea were like, okay, let's fucking go to Georgetown and check out fucking Interspace Caverns. This is going to be a fucking bonding experience. We talk, she's been into astrology and numerology for fucking, I guess, a whole minute. While it's only just become a recent vague interest of mine, I suppose. I say vague, but I'm like more and more I'm like really curious. Is like coincidence or placebo? I feel like there's a little bit of both of that in play. And I like it. To me, it's playful. It's creative. It's something besides being sad about whatever I'm sad about loneliness I'm insane whatever okay interspace caverns so turns out the last time I'd done that uh, wild cave tour was in 2011 that was before they'd uh, gone through to do some excavation to open up another trail called the hidden passages trail this trail offers more it's like for $5 more, you get to see some of the stuff that you can see through the Wild Cave Tour, but it's much more accessible. You don't have to do the hard labor. Like, and the thing is, about the, as we go through the Wild Cave Tour, the hard labor that they do nowadays, the three to four hour, we did it for five hours in 2011. That's because we went with the Gung Ho group. Like, I went with two couples. There was a, two people I didn't know, the complete fucking strangers. So I'm just like this fucking weirdo who wants to get dirty in a hole in the ground but uh, everyone was real gung-ho and real athletic so 
we went the real extra mile. We, uh, they now have a bridge in that area where I, uh, climbed. And you have to have three points of access because the floor drops beneath you. And that floor drops about, what, at least like 20 feet, at least. It's, it's terrifyingly dark. And if you fall, you are gonna be down there for a while. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, but they don't even do that anymore because it's too scary for people. So I was like, it's, it sucks to hear that it's kind of tamed down. But at the same time, it makes me feel like the experience I got was hardcore. Like, like I want to fucking meet up with my local grotto. I want to I wanna get involved with the, uh, the park system. Because I think now a dream job would to be a tour guide for Carlsbad. I think I'd be the best fucking Carlsbad guy. Okay. Uh, audio issues. Like I said, I might have to... Reset the PC. I don't know what it's like. Hiccuping is what it's doing. Not sure what. It's. I'm just gonna have to resolve it with a reset, and then I have to like. It's just so laborious to do all this computer shit. Inner space was badass though. You get to see some of the nice formations, and it turns out so they're making a. They made a film, and they're doing it all around the different fucking film festivals in fact they're going to be in big springs hopefully in march hopefully that pans out if so i'm going to get a chance to go see the film turns out our 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 guy jj he's the writer and director of the film (laughs) he was so uh surprised of my knowledge of the film and uh that was that was a really fun thing to surprise him with so like yeah i've been a fan of this cave inner space for a while it's a cool cave, man. Think about it. Inner space. Just the cave itself is cool, but the name is also cool because you can think about the inner space within yourself. You know, it's pretty groovy or whatever. Where else are we at? That that didn't want. Oh, oh, one really cool thing that I'd never seen before in a cave before. Um, so dolomite. There's quite a bit of it in the Georgetown caves. And what's really remarkable about this type of stone is how water-soluble it is. It looks like fucking magic if you pour water on this type of rock because the water disappears. The stone is like a sponge. It just soaks it all up. It looks like something like your eyes can't believe is seeing. I'm, I'm, I'm like, it boggles my brains. Also, what's remarkable about dolomite, that if, uh, in the absence of light, if you were to shine a black light... Somehow it activates it. So our tour guide had a black light. He had a black laser. So when you activate the stone with a black light or a black light laser, it leaves that impression of the light in it. So essentially, you can draw with light in the cave. With a black light, you can make stars, smiley faces. You can sign your name. It is one of the coolest fucking things to see. I just wish I could have my whole house look like that. (laughs) Black light's a little extreme, but whatever. You guys get the idea. That's really cool. Um, also, what's really cool is how dark it is. I don't know how long it takes. I could probably Google, but for your eyes to atrophy, being down there for that long, in that darkness, and the stillness of the sound is so quiet in there. You can hear the water. In those caves, you can hear the water. It's cool. Just testing your ears. Testing your eyes. 
in those extreme environments. Um, also, in that particular cave, there's a place where you can hear I-35 above. I think they call it the dragons. The belly of the beast is what they call it. But yeah, if you're really quiet, you hear I-35. It's pretty cool. Fuck. We had a blast there. Uh, I actually read her tarot cards beforehand, which was pretty good. And she sent me, like, something I still have on my phone to look at. It's, like, about my birthday or whatever. Telling me who I'm supposed to I am or some shit. Um, but we spent some time in the merch room. And I got three rings. I got a mood ring for, like, $2 or something. And then I got a silver and a copper ring. And I was like, hell yeah. If I can wear some jewelry, my fucking fancy ass, faggy ass motherfucker over here. Um, I also got three new pet rocks. And uh, that's going to come into play later on in the story. Um, so after that's done, we leave to go pick up Eli. And from there, my sister doesn't want to say goodbye. Even though I'm kind of nervous about making the show I was late during White Bat during uh, the Dallas show and I'm like fuck that really made me upset to have to show up mid song and be like screaming the lyrics at the fucking band and shit but um so I was really really conscious of the looming deadline of being at the show on time and uh but we still went out to dinner and I'm like I hadn't been eating a whole lot so I was like I'm gonna fucking cheat on my diet motherfuckers Hell yeah. Uh, she wanted to take me to a place called Galaxy Burger, which sounds like some gimmicky kind of Star Wars thing. She was really taken aback by some uh, burger that they have with a... What is it? It's like a, a honey bun. It's like they do the honey bun burger or some shit like that. She was she wouldn't shut up about it, but it was in clean. I'm like, ah, I'm pressed for time. Let's just go to this Mexican restaurant I used to go to all the time here. Get some queso. I'm going to get some fajitas. Hell yeah. So that's what we do. Me, Eli, and Chelsea. The uh, plate they give me, I look at it, I'm like, I'm going to have to take this home. Half a second later, I'm like, oh my god, I ate it all. Chips and dip to boot, everything. I didn't leave a fucking spot. I cleaned the dishes. I was really hungry. And I can be awfully gluttonous. But it was good. We had a good time. And uh, we said our goodbyes. Eli still thinks I ate dirt. He's like, we have dirt here, Derek. Because I guess it's a, at one point in time I told him I eat dirt. So he's like, oh, we have dirt. Come eat some dirt or something shit like that. And it's really, it's really cute. He's four years old, guys. Um, I was supposed to try to meet up with Magnuson before the show. Time's pressed. That's not going to happen. So I bust ass to the venue. Haul, fill up on gas. Park the truck. I get there. I walk around, creeping around like I do, and uh, actually notice Batista first. Notice Batista, I was like, oh my god, other guys are going to be around there that I know. So, I better go hide. So I went to the pit, and I rocked out to the first band again, Tempting Fate. I saw them the night before. This time, I was like, I'm going to go even harder. I know a little bit of the songs. Well, last night in Dallas, they had like a, he wasn't four, he was younger. Or maybe he was maybe older. He was a short kid. Maybe four or five. But he was up there singing along to one of the songs. And that song, it's really easy singing along. So I was like singing along. Really rocking out. Man, their bass player jumped out in the fucking crowd. 
and he was rocking out, and I was running. I pushed on him, so we had some fun. It was a good-ass show. Then he's Legend Go On, and not only was it their, in my opinion, their best performance of the three shows that I'd seen in the past couple weeks, but Austin, those guys, man, really love how to rock, man. Had, had the best pit. I was so nervous. I was like, if I break my teeth, so be it. Let's fucking do this. It was so much fucking fun. It was the best show, the best pit. I fucking, I had a blast. Uh, hooked up with uh, Dennis and Jordan and Batista and Corey, who I guess is new to the family. Is how I put it. I don't know. He's uh, somehow married in. Um, but he doesn't talk much, so he's not much in this story. But uh, talk with Jordan a good time about comedy. That was good. Uh, Jordan's a fantastical guitar player and a writer as well, who's uh, has comedy interests. And so like he likes to critique, or, or he's not even that critical. He's not like Daniel Brazel. Daniel Brazel will like, fucking rip you apart and be like, how the fuck is this funny? You know, like, oh, gosh, man. I'm just trying to fucking be... Uh. But he makes you really think about being a little bit more critical about how you approach your material. Which I appreciate. But Jordan's real playful too, though. I like him. That was fun. I did. Oh, when we were in uh, Dallas, Jesse, I got to see Jesse, uh, the drummer for He Is Legend. And uh, it was just cool because we just seen each other last week in El Paso. And so he was like, hey, what? Do you want a shirt? I was like, I bought all the shirts. And he was like, so he, he's just, uh, he's the nicest guy in the fucking world. He uh, gets the drum head, and he spells my name right, and he says, we love you, and he gives it to me. So that was very kind. But uh, I told him there in Dallas that I was like, if there's one thing that I really want, it's a picture with the guys in the band. If you could, like, talk to the guys into doing a picture with me, that would be, that would mean the world to me. Of course, it's Austin, and so I don't know how I feel about bothering the guys like they're too cool for school and I'm a fucking super hella weirdo guy really obviously super weird and uh but Jesse sees me when I'm coming out there to talk to Jordan and and uh Dennis and he's like hey man did you get that picture I was like no guys you guys are like too cool for school and uh yeah he made the guys all take a picture with me uh, I was actually talking with Jordan and Dennis when Skyler walked by, and I had to scream at him to get his attention. I know he's seen me because I've been screaming the lyrics at his face in the past few shows I've seen him at, and I, I know I'm, I've got purple hair. I stand out, kind of. I screamed at him. I was like, Skyler, uh, anyone ever talked to you about? Like, I just told him, like, I love your creative writing. It's just, like, some of the most inspiring stuff I've ever read. And I'm curious as to whether you've ever done any type of efforts into fiction. Because, like, to borrow it from Mishka, man, just add that little extra. That little extra to the yard sale that is the merch table, you know? He said yes. People have asked him. And he just doesn't have anything finished. So that's hopeful. Hopefully he will write some more. Love that guy's mind. Wish I could have talked to him more, but I'm so weird. When when we were around each other and him and Jesse were talking, they Skylar wanted to go into like some um, Seinfeld comedy, 
that was like their inside joke. I don't know much Seinfeld, so it was like all out of the loop kind of shit for me. And I think he could sense that. And I was like, he was trying to push me out of the loop. I'm like, okay, I get it. But I talked to Maddie for a while, the bass player. And we talked a lot about hot sauces. Uh, Bravada is an interesting company. They're a good company. And uh, there's this one hot sauce in particular that I really want to try. It's this black garlic. And what's remarkable about the black garlic is that they roast it for like two weeks in like 175 degrees. And it's just supposed to add complexities to the flavor. And then they throw something hellacious with it, you know, to make it hot. But Bravada is an interesting company. I've had their blueberry demon pepper or whatever the fuck it's called. And I've had that with as like a salad dressing because it's so thin. You know, it's really kind of nice. It's like a sweet salad dressing kind of thing. Uh, that show was so fun and uh, talking to Manny I, I didn't talk to Adam as much but Jordan did get to Jordan's like I said a really good guitar player Adam being the guitar player for He Is Legend they uh, talked about um the pinch harmonics and how the fuck he's able to make those things fucking howl the way he does and he talks about you know, palm muting appropriately Number one, you have to know your instrument. Intonation has to be absolute. But palm muting left hand and right hand in different places and then just ringing the fucking shit out of a fucking string. It's remarkable the way that man is a is a guitarist. Yeah, phenomenal guitar player. And it was really interesting because like Jordan's always been like a phenomenal guitar player to me. So for him to pick the brain, he's like, yeah, it's like a ZZ Top thing. ZZ Top did it a lot, but it just doesn't stand out as much as the way they do it with He Is Legend. So that was neat. I didn't talk to Dennis and Jordan about much else. Besides, I guess He Is Legend's coming back in March, so maybe we'll meet up again and talk then. That'll be nice. Ended up staying a lot later. We actually talked to a couple of girls. I talked to a couple of girls. Me and Jesse. Or, yeah, someone else. Like, me and the drummer for He's Legend was talking to a couple of girls. Or someone else. I don't know. It's not important. We were just being friendly and having some interesting conversation. Courtney Barnett, an Australian performer, singer. She came up. I think she rocks. Talking about tripping on shit in your house and then like writing songs about like just mundane things, ornaments decorations in the house I suppose I guess that's what they were talking about stayed out too late, Magnuson was actually getting tired of waiting up for me because he's putting me up for the night, but he stays up for me and he's like about to lock the door when I'm like I'm outside So I get in, he's drinking whiskey and watching American Psycho (laughs) I'm like alright dude what's up Apparently, he quit smoking six months ago, so, like, I guess I'm just smoking by myself, hanging out with him. We shoot the shit for only a while before we have to go to bed, because he has to wake up. His lady has to wake up, and their little girl has to wake up for school. So, I'm going to be the weird person sleeping on the couch in the living room. Once everyone's gone, we wake, and uh, he introduces me to this cabbage dish he has that's really good. I really liked it. I really have always... Cabbage has been one of those dishes that I don't like. So it was easy for me to never... I never... My mom would actually make a cabbage dish that was like with ramen noodle, but like uncooked ramen noodle for like crunchy texture. And she would put that shit on 
I hated it. I hated cabbage. But he, can you give me some of that cooked cabbage? And I put some of the Louisiana hot sauce, which I haven't had in Louisiana in so long. And I used to love it with, like, all sorts of potatoes and shit. So I ate the shit out of that. And I'm like, man, maybe I need to reconsider my relationship with cabbage. So I think I might... I think I might be getting, getting a little crush on cabbage over here, guys. Anyhow. After that, we uh, went to uh, a lake in Pflugerville. I think it's called Pflugerville Lake. It's like one of the poorest excuses of a lake you'd ever seen. There's like sandbanks all over the place. That's where I got this idea for a prank. Like now that it's Halloween, I feel like I'm, I'm going to post on Facebook about it eventually, but I think that everybody should go out to your Halloween stores. And mind you, the worst part about this prank is the, uh, the littering aspect. But if you're mindful and leave no trace, you'll clean up your mess if there's a mess to be cleaned up but if you're good there won't be a mess to be cleaned up because the joke is you go buy a bunch of fake bodies and throw the fake bodies in the lake and then just wait for somebody to find them and think they're real bodies that'd be a really funny prank <sighs> we talked a little about a lot of stuff around that three mile walk of the lake he's a really close friend of mine and it was really good to connect with him over that leaving him he actually told me to uh like Ari Shafir skeptic tank which I've kind of checked out of a long time ago I don't know I loved Ari Shafir with his amazing racist stuff I thought he was really funny with that and I thought it was really fucked up how he had his this is not happening and they took that away from him I was like what the fuck is this bullshit about he's like getting shadow banned but I don't know he uh Jason told me to listen to the episode he had with that Mio character. And uh, I did. It was like over four hours long. And it made me interested in that guy. And so I'm still currently interested. I haven't really uh, pursued this interest in that Mio guy very much. But I do have that interest in it. It's, it's all about trolls. And making people angry is like the art form. I don't know if I really like identify with that as an art form I kind of see myself as a troll in some sense with the whole being an official member of the temple of satan but also being like a christian and practicing witch you know I'm kind of confused and curious in a lot of ways Not to be, I mean there's some gnostic shit I'm really interested in too I just like the ideas of but let's before we get I don't want to get into that or even start burning off some comedy I or, or will I think it'd be really funny to um have some Old Testament fanfic erotica. I think there's not enough of that in the world. I think we really should start with um, Cain and Abel. It's in the Bible like a jealousy story. Cain's like, I wish I had the best thing. Kill my brother because he's, he's better than me. Well, I wanted to see the fanfic erotica where he's like, like in love with his brother. There's no women around and he's just like, oh gosh, look at him kill that lamb or whatever <laughs> I don't know that's not the only like Old Testament fanfic erotic because remember Lot with his daughters after fucking Sarah turned to salt that sounds like fucking Pornhub all the time now Ugh, your stepdaughters and shit all this fucking incest porn whatever on Pornhub Pornhub also has a I was telling Jordan about this, and he was like you don't even really have to come up with a joke for it because like if people don't know anyhow Guitar Hero is a thing. It's a game. 
porn compilations are a thing. Now, if you blend porn compilations with the guitar hero thing, it's like these endurance trainers for guys where you're like jacking off and then it's like you stay in pace and then, oh, hurry up, go, go, don't stop, slow down. It's supposed to make you a better lover, I guess. I don't know. I don't like the compilations with music and I don't like those endurance trainers. It's weird. It makes me feel like we're jacking off together and I don't know. That's not my bad, guys. <laughs> uh, where are we going from here? Oh, yeah, I drove home. It was a six-hour drive. It was a total of over, like, 1,800 miles, 1,800-something miles, and about 30 hours worth of driving time. It was actually a nice little vacation to have. That's why we're actually running long on the podcast right now, because I had to get through all this shit. But that was just, uh, so then I got home. What's helping home? What? Today's Monday. We're trying to get this fucking podcast out. God damn it. <sighs> Got home. I had Thursday off. Right? Yeah, because I had to get home and I just... I got my doggy and we went to sleep. Friday, I worked. Saturday, I worked. I don't know. I did some other stuff. I did some secret stuff. I got a lot of secret stuff I'm working on, guys. That I'm going to come out with soon. Halloween is an important date. My birthday is an important date. April Fool's Day is an important date. These are all dates I have to release stuff. Um, under this band I'm working for. Anyhow, how are we? How are we wrapping up on this? Uh, well, one thing that's exciting I have coming up soon. I guess tomorrow, technically. I'm probably not. I'm not going to get any sleep. I have to go to work in like an hour and a half. Motherfucker. But, um, there's a float tank here in Lubbock. It's called Escape Your Body. How cool does that sound? It's like $65 for an hour, $85 for 90 minutes. So I booked myself a 90 minute session on my two hour break Tuesday. So that's going to be exciting. So I'll have something to report back. I was really hoping to get that in after all that fucking headbanging and mosh pitting and shit because my body's fucking torn up. It would have been nice to get in the fucking sensory deprivation tank sooner. But I got the soonest availability that worked with my schedule. I think uh, we're not going to work with synthesizers this time because that's too much effort. But I am going to look for some whale songs. And maybe reverse them or something like that. We're not going to throw... Yeah, this is already like run, running long. So thanks for checking in, guys. Uh, I heard Whitney's listening to this too. That's pretty tight. Hit me up. Uh, home dude. We are um, going to be at Art Bar Tuesday. Working on being funny for people. I have new covers coming out of Kareen Around. I have the next one's gonna be uh, You and I. That is the next cover song to be pro- produced, to be put on YouTube. This bullshit, whatever. Just trying to be as creative as I can. All right, you guys get it. Uh, I love you. We'll talk later. Or will we? You guys know me. If you're listening to me, you're like friends or family. So I love you. Oh, that's the wrong one. There's so many other notes on here. I didn't even need it. I just 
went off the cuff. Do we need a discount? I didn't get no discount for Popalock when I was in Dallas. <laughs> the tech was asking me, he's like, hey, do you get a discount? I was like, nah, dude, easy come, easy go. <laughs>